early. Yo, we are here finally. Facts. Another episode of early. 68. You know what I'm saying Something 68. Great. It's May 6th. Uh we got yeah, early. Okay, so yeah, we were just talking about okay, so we was just talking about uh Broccoli City is this weekend. So shout out to Broccoli yep. City. Yeah, I was just telling you how like I got a I feel like I got a real connection with Broccoli City because the first time I ever picked up a camera, um one of the it was the it was the first ever Broccoli City yeah. Festival. Me and my guys, I was going to Hampton at this time. Me and my guys, 2016. This was no, know, this was know. like twenty. This got to be like twenty thirteen. Yeah, oh, my last year of college. Like that? Yeah, this was my last year. First joint. Wow. Yeah. All right. Cool. So yeah, my senior year of college, or my my second senior year, right, <laughs> right. my the senior year. But nah. So I go. So me and my guys just literally like Teresa sends me a text like. Um, you know, this event is happening. Mm -hmm. I was in I was in Virginia. So she's right. like, this is happening this weekend. If you can like pull up. Um so me and guys drive down for that. No, no, gives us five twenties back. <laughs> he niggas gives us he like, gives us the change. You know, so he literally broke the hundred and gave it back to us and let us in. You know what I'm saying? So like that was when that was win number one. You know what I'm saying? I was like, Oh, it's gonna be a good day. You know what I'm saying? So we're walking around with the camera. Just getting people to like scream it's fucking nation and like right. fucking uh I meet Shy Glizzy, get him to to scream it's fucking nation on right, camera. Right. I meet uh you know, I don't know if motherfuckers know Tabby Bonet. Oh no, you're from here. <laughs> no, no, hey, hey, no. Hey, I forgot, I forgot right I wasn't there. in Virginia. Tabby yeah, exactly. I hope you know him. <laughs> Facts. Yeah, um, real. so we yeah. meet Tabby Bonet, get him to scream it's fucking nation. Um, my boy Nico, he had this clothing line called Millie Roots right, right before Big Crit gets on stage. We're like just hovering over like where motherfuckers is going to the stage right. this nigga gives him a he like tosses him a fucking millie roots t-shirt the nigga like it like lands on like literally hey, on some serendipitous shit lands on his shoulder this nigga grabs he's like oh shit you know what i'm saying and right. then he and then he just kind of holds on to it a couple days later this nigga posts a picture with the with the shirt on you know what i'm saying like oh. turned up so yeah like that was the first ever broccoli city we went to and it was very lit and then like a couple years after that um, I got the opportunity to interview the creators of Broccoli City. Shout out to my guy CH. Yeah, so like I literally, it's on its nation TV right now. Is that Uncle Scooty or no? Nah, what uh, what's these niggas' names? It's funny, it's crazy. I can't. Even Wait, it's dope, though. It's, dope. it's like three of them. One of the dudes I remember specifically because he, I, like, I was really into his story. He he was like a Kylie dude. He came from like I think Oakland or something okay. like that, and he was throwing parties out there. And he kind of just saw how like. You know, in in our area, or at least like in the parts of DC that he was in, he was noticing how like you know, what they call like deserted food areas, where like there's no healthy food around, there's right, just like right, bad right. food. So right. it's like McDonald's, 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 no, no, no good shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. So he noticed that that stark difference between where he was from and where he was living. So that's why he wanted to bring Broccoli City out here. So Absolutely. yeah, that was that was cool. So like I always I always fuck with the Broccoli City uh festival. You know what I'm saying? I haven't been in a couple of years. I'm just kind of like I feel like I'm I'm too washed for festivals nah, these days. Nah. I'd be getting tired I mean, easily. To be honest, bro, like <clears throat> personally, this is just a personal thing. Nowadays, you know, the the spaces that niggas occupy and shit like that. I'm like, I'm sorry, I just can't go. I yeah, I can't check. go. I gotta be, I gotta There's get a, a check, check man. <laughs> I can't like go to no yeah, festival. I just can't go hang time. out. Can't even like my not spirit. A consumer. It's not even like even I want to. My spirit be like I can't even do it. I'm a, and you know what's funny? There's like, I, can't I, do I, it, I, like, I know I that I can't because there's been times I've I've tried to. There's been times right. I've tried to, right. and literally two hours in, I'm like, what am I doing here? 
<laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? like, why am I here? I, I'm on the wrong side of this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a big fact, bro. But um, yeah. So shout out to Broccoli City. But um, let's get into what we, you know, what I'm saying what we plan to talk about today. Um, sports. Yeah. Oh, first yeah. of all, we got Gracie J coming on Hell a little yeah, bit. Man. Uh, the editorial, editorial nail on Instagram. Nail. She's the, she is a really dope artist. I was getting lost in her Instagram over bro, the past couple. She's a of Renaissance days, so. woman, bro. Renaissance like, woman. She does all like yeah. What people ain't know and like how she's definitely got a good Lit. foot in her like that the nail industry within her yeah. realm. But like man, as an artist, illustrator, fucking just yeah. content creator, she's yeah. going fucking she's that. crazy. Yeah. yeah, she's turned. So um, I'm excited to have her on uh, for sure. sure. But um. Before we get into that, we're going to get into some sports talk. There's a lot. Like, we're right in the thick of the NBA playoffs, uh, second round vibes. You know what I'm saying? We got the Sixers. Uh, You've been hitting bro. I know you was seven and three to end last week. Yeah, yeah. This no, week, no, this week has been more good. Of the same more of the same, bro. That's nice. More of the That's same, bro. Nice. Like, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I was uh, shout out to props.cash. We're gonna get into that in a little for bit. Sure. But I definitely I that's my that's one of the tools. I got a I got alpha. a plethora alpha right of there, tools. You know what I'm saying? I got a plethora yeah. of tools that I use to uh <laughs> do my research every it's week with tough. my vets. But I think that's the most important thing, you know what I'm saying? Is doing your research. Like I think people don't realize that you want to make educated bets. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you don't want to just go in there uh picking shit that feels good, picking right. shit like do not bet with your heart. Do not bet with your emotions. Like, look it up. <laughs> you know, that, if you if you got a hunch about something, yeah, that's it's good to have hunches. You know what I'm saying? But like, try to find some evidence that backs that up. You know what yeah, I'm saying? All um, facets, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Santana. Yeah, like shit show. Oh, got to bet on Prize Picks. Prize Picks is lit too. too. Yeah, I'm, I'm hip to Prize Picks. Um, I think they they're they're more like over under. Like you Word. can just okay. just pick the over under on something. Whereas you know Fanduel, you can be like this person will have this amount of points right, or whatever. Right, right. But uh, not nah, Prize Picks is lit too. But um, yeah, I think doing your research is the most important thing. But and then also just like peeping the trends. You know what I'm saying? Things 100%. like that. But like before we get into exactly that, like um, I know. We were talking about kind of the happenings that have been happening around um, the NBA. You know what I mean? Now that we're in the thick of playoffs, Joel Embiid <clears throat> in yeah, that Sixers series. Like, it's looking bro. like he's not going to come back. So. <sighs> I hate to hear right, that. Yeah, the timing. hate is to hear timing that, bro. Wack. This nigga was healthy all year. Yeah, like, when you it's talk about wack. somebody who had a yeah. crazy workload all year long, it was Joel Embiid. <laughs> you know and what I'm saying? When you think about it, too, it's like. It's unfortunate sometimes because when the, the timing of some of these injuries happen, it's like, you know, structurally, this team can now change due to the fact that y'all not about to reach the goal of this yeah, year. So, like, yeah. I'm looking at Doc Rivers, like, yo, bro, unfair or not, I've been you're, you're, you're probably of... going to be out of there because the thing is, when we're talking about management, yeah. if you're not management's a guy yeah. and the management comes after you, it's yeah. like, yo, you're on thin ice. Not even, like, because there's a quarrel. It's just like, you're not my guy. Yeah. I didn't bring you in here. And Daryl Morey, you know how he is. He's like considered around the league. Oh, he's, Daryl Morey don't he fuck does. really fuck with. No, he 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 fucks with D'Antoni, who's the assistant. Oh, Harden, okay. like bro, we was with the Rockets. He's yeah. trying to formulate this whole thing again. <laughs> James Harden. <laughs> like, is it a thing? If Harden gets a max, it's because Daryl. Because no other yeah. team will give that based on what you're seeing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So that's something also. We're seeing we're seeing very too, average you know? James Harden right Fact. now. Or like and you a, would even pose the question like. Like, is he out of his prime? 
You know what I'm saying? Right. We, 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 and, let and I would say it's more so of a, you know, uh, just like with all things in life, you shift and then you see what type of role that you can play the older that you get in life, yeah. you know? And I feel like, to be honest, I give him grace just because of like the level that he, he's played throughout the years. It's more so it's like, look, niggas got a transition. Nigga done been on two teams in a matter of a couple months, like, <laughs> you know, in three in less than two years. Literally. So, and then getting injured and all that shit. So I'm like, yeah. well, what do you really expect? This league is difficult. Like teams are nice all across. The that's board. why. That's so you bro. can't just be dropping people and thinking. That's why. Success, that's why when we know? talk so, about fucking Ben Simmons, like when is he coming back? I'm like, bro, st yeah, just stay, shit, just stay, man. stay on the bench, bro. Don't even come back. Cause like when I, honestly, honestly, I am interested to see what I'm interested to see what he looks like when he comes back. Cause bro, you cannot stay out of the game for two years and expect to come wow. back and be the guy that you were. Like the pick up where you left off, bro. Like ask Le'Veon Bill. I know it's a different sport, but it's the 100%. same concept. Like, all these niggas are professionals. All these niggas are playing every day. The court, like uh, the on court action, is different from like training and practices. And motherfuckers and be trying to show motherfuckers be trying to show like him at practice knocking down shots. I'm like, nigga, he's been doing that. Like 100%. it's playoff games when he needs to be. You know what I'm saying? We don't need to see him doing that against. The trainer bro, who's yeah, who's yeah. who's five foot ten, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, what are you talking about? You showing your reps and your process, like, nigga, there's no comp. You don't have my yeah. self. I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah, like, what yeah. does that mean? I'm yeah. Like, I I don't even know why I just gave uh, Ben Simmons a stray like I that. Am, like, bro. you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't have to bring him up, but but nigga caught a stray one for no reason. But it, it just goes to show, like, if we're going back to Harden, it's like, I mean, because he's always had like Harden's always had those. uh like that the the things that you would hear about him is like you know he's always out of shape and all this type of stuff and i you know maybe I mean, that's coming into play now i'm i, I don't know i don't look at Harden and be like he's out of shape i just be like i think the way that he plays the game is like he's never been like a quick twitch kind a quick twitch kind of guy it's high volume and it's also it's centered around him so that's what he, we've been accustomed to for the yeah. past 6 7 but i think eight it years. but i think he was kind of thriving when it wasn't centered around him it was centered around him like I, I liked what was happening with him and mb getting getting get in together but like now that it's back to just being him it's getting ugly you know what I'm saying? also they're playing a really tough team in the bulls bro like the bulls are the really bulls? tough is, is oh. it the bulls they're playing is it or yeah oh word. celtics are okay. playing milwaukee and the bucks yeah okay right, celtics right. are playing the bucks right. and the Sixers. i almost had, i was like wait a second are they not nah, yeah sure. and the only reason i remember is because uh you know um the celtics i mean the uh the the bulls they're the number one defense against like assists oh, okay and you know harden mm -hmm. is an assist guy like yeah, harden sure. you know any night he yeah, can get 10 and even hit 10 this this series you know what i'm saying they dropped his assist line actually down to 8.5 today which is super low for Harden, like he's right. usually like in the 9.5, 10.5, but um, you know, he hasn't really been hitting his assist line, so they dropped it no, down. Wait, nah, it's not the Bulls, it's the Heat. Heat, I'm yeah, saying the bro, Bulls. I'm, I'm thinking Jimmy bro, Butler. I'm on some. I'm thinking I'm Jimmy really Butler's like, no place for the I'm Bulls. Like, wait, no, you're right. One person picked up for the finals. No, you're absolutely <laughs> right. Like, yeah, no, you're he, absolutely yeah, right. Sure. Um, this person said his dedication to the game ain't the same. James Harden, I, I would say it's consistent with how it's always been. <laughs> like it's just, it's never been, but he's never been the guy. You know what I'm saying? Like this, no, 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 no. That's not true. It's the yes. thing though. It's the fact that now he not the guy. He trying to find his footing. Yeah, he's not the guy. Yeah, and actually, and that's why I'm like. Just, let's just wait till next year because I feel like if he embody that point guard, which yeah. I know he can play to, he is a point guard. He is a point guard. Yeah, yeah. She can be very deadly. Yeah, you know what I'm he, he, so, I mean, James Harden is could be a walking triple double. You know what I'm saying? If sure. he had, 
if he had like that if he was that second guy no, you know sure. what i'm saying if he could just like run the point the whole time but like he, let's definitely um let's talk about that you know that box and uh yeah the, the Bucks celtics is another series that i like I you know what i'm saying seven vibes you know what I'm that's saying? that that looking like that's what's looking been, like what's been been for you in this series? um been, so this series so okay so when it comes to the nba playoffs i'm it's I'm learning, right? Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like last year's playoffs was my first time like really betting consistently. Right. And I was just kind of hitting. Like I, I I always tell you, Paul George is my guy. Like I, I if there was no bet I was placing any day, it would be Paul George rebounds, right? right. Um, he's not in the playoffs this year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So now I'm kind of just like trying to figure out like who's who's reliable guys that you can bet on. And really, honestly, what I'm seeing is like nobody's really reliable, dog. Um, if y'all are watching and y'all are in the comments and y'all like y'all are sports betters. Tell me what y'all tell me what some of y'all favorite uh things to bet on are right now because I'm I'm getting a lot of I'm seeing a lot of unders hitting. Word. You know what I'm saying? Like Word. a lot of unders. Like I said, James Harden's under assist I hit on. Sure. Um uh fucking stress from uh the heat, his under points I hit on uh the other day. Okay. Um Dylan Brooks. <laughs> Dylan Brooks got ejected after yeah, three, sure, after yeah, three minutes. <laughs> so it's oh, under hit for everybody that hey, took yeah, him. But cool. you know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm noticing that if you if you under some role players, you know what I'm saying? Cause right. like the stars are gonna do what they do, but even like the defense has just stepped up, bro. Like we right. saw Giannis sure, have bro. like what six points in the first half like, or five points in the first half last game. Like you I know, mean he finished with 28 or something like and, that. But and it's you know, you're talking <laughs> these overs and unders, and it's crazy because yeah. <laughs> it's crazy when you actually see that data visually, bro. Yeah. And like Earlier this week, when I had seen that shit, like how you had placed that shit yeah. on the grass, yeah, that props, that cash, yeah, I literally looked at it, told, I said, bro, if you can analyze how it's going exactly like yeah. this, I'm like, bro, six times out of seven times, yeah, it's gonna do this. You know what's funny? So make, you know the probability right in yeah. your face. We're we're literally talking about um talking about fucking uh props that we like for this game so i'm gonna pull up um yeah pull, pull up props yeah, that the alpha, and we'll hey, see. last week you know what i'm saying if you guys aren't week, watching on uh last week YouTube, i'm gonna tell you right now up all YouTube. the calls that he put in to lead into the weekend oh shout out gas he said hit. yeah no facts yeah last week yeah, we had we had a great gas weekend bro, last week gas bro? said uh bane's threes hit every time hey, hey <laughs> shout out to hey, desmond bane I'm, hey, I'm not mad at desmond bane's threes like uh he jo first of all what do you think about jo Okay, we didn't. We didn't. Wait, we didn't even get past the Celtics Bucks. We didn't even get past the Celtics Bucks. But, no, but, but um, yeah. So what's that, your what's your take on be, that series? It's gonna be a game seven. It's gonna go all the yeah. way. That's what it's, at first it looked like the Bucks was gonna get them out of there. But the game two was real like they're not rocking. Jalen Brown really coming hard. Like yeah. we gonna, I think that that can go six. Jalen Brown went hard last yeah. last I think week. It's gonna uh, last go six seven. Game. And even though I think you know Celtics they could win it, I'm still going. I'm still going bang with the Bucks. I'm gonna go with the Bucks. Yeah. But fucking um okay so right saying? now we're looking at um for the boston celtics and uh milwaukee bucks game if we're looking at points lines al horford's points lines is at 80 percent in the last five games um what do you think about yeah al, al horford i feel like i can't rely on him you know what i'm saying hey, but 13 12 11. hey and just to let y'all know right now i don't know if and maybe mecca hit y'all with an affiliate link or something to get y'all yeah. the game but this is props. Prop this is real alpha if you are on yes. the show right now yeah on the link in the bio yeah. you can tune in yeah 
This is twenty dollars a month alpha. Go check it out right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think you definitely get like the free trial. You get like the free fourteen days or something okay, like that's that. Sweet. That's um, sweet. so Jason Tatum's, you know what I'm saying? Like last, he's gone under twenty nine and a half the last three games. Um, Milwaukee's defense is tough, and then they also got here on right on the right hand side. You know what I'm saying? Where the defense, where Milwaukee ranks as far as like points allowed, field goal percentage allowed you know what i'm saying so all of your statistics right here you know what i'm saying like props.cash is definitely one of my favorite um things to, and this is not you know this is not a sponsored thing no, or anything no, like that. i'm just like bro, this is like just literally like, I, I like i said i was posting money. it you know what i'm saying and then you had hit me up like what's this flint hit me up like what's this you know what i'm saying everybody hit me up like what is this so i'm just like letting y'all know this is what i use to uh um to you know say do my bet research but um yeah let's let's move to that uh Let's move to that um, Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, and guess, wait, before we even just, yeah. like, Chris Middleton getting injured gave Celtics hope for sure. Yeah, for yeah. For sure, that's huge. That's huge. That's huge for the Celtics. That is huge. They should capitalize on it. I'm still going – I like how the Bucks like the veteranship. And then also, they so big in the paint, too. But we're going to see. We're going to see. Yeah, yeah. But um, Warriors, Grizzlies. Do I you mean, think the Grizzlies stand a chance no. or what? No, nope, nope. but I think it's I think it's like an entertaining series. I think it's, yeah. it's great to watch. Yeah. But I don't. I think more so the Warriors Royal Challenge. What did y'all drop? Forty seven. Yeah, the other night. Yeah, Stupid. for sure. I think Stupid. their He's real problem. challenge is going to be the Suns. That's going to be a true. Challenge. Are, are we are we going to see Suns? I think Suns. Warriors. Mavericks. They're going to get them next the round. Mavericks. Luca. Luca too. It's like. This thing is so elite, but two things. One, no one else there. One, yeah, that's stuff. That's one. You need to get them a yeah. bona fide two. Bona fide. I think they no thought that was gonna it. be. Yeah, no they thought it. that was gonna be Brunson, but Brunson all year was good. He's just not showing up in this series. I don't and know then, what it is. And hey, Brunson, I don't know if he'll be. I don't know if they'll have the money to even keep him. We'll see. I think they should though. I think yeah, he's really a big should. money guy. Like he's he's he's, he's, he's going to be looking for gonna, a contract. He's, gonna he's definitely going to be coming to contract year. So yeah. it's going to be that year. It's like, do we want to break the bank though? Because yeah. another team might be willing. Yeah. To do and Tim Hardaway want. Jr. probably going to come back. I think yeah, he's hurt. Tim Hardaway's always been a streaky guy though. Yeah, That's yeah. Just, But I would say then also, you know, Luca definitely got to be a better defender. That's something he li I, he got to work on that because like they put Chris Paul was putting him in the blender. Like they target they 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 targeted him on pick really? and rolls. Really. And that's it, because Chris Paul's going to beat him off the road every time. Yeah. So it's like little things like that. It's like, bro, as elite as you are, don't you not. And I already know Luca's going to target on that. I know this offseason for Luca yeah. going to be crazy. Yeah. It's going to be very crazy. Because, yeah. the you know, this shit right here is like, learn, like this is a learning process. This would be school. Like, you down 0-2. The series not over. But at the same time, you see, like, I feel like Suns are playing this shit real surgical. They're mm. like, bro, we already know exactly what we're going to do. It's mm -hmm. just you. Mm -hmm. Nobody else is getting us out the way. So, and Suns be strapping. Suns are strappers. They got one of the best defenses in the league. They definitely got one of the best defenses in the league, but also like Dallas in their own right, they got a tough defense as well. You know what I'm saying? I think they statistically they're one of the best defenses as well. To me, in a way though, too, like they shouldn't be here. Are they happy to be here? Right here, like no, right here is exactly what y'all are. Expectations. You know what I'm saying? Second round of the playoffs. Expectations. Win, win, win a series. You know what I'm saying? Win one series. Yeah, it's funny because I remember. Um, I remember earlier in the week when we were when we were talking, you were talking about like, yeah, the Suns, the Suns might be really tough. And I remember earlier in the year when we were talking about like, uh, I think I had mentioned something about like, how likely do you see the Bucks and the Suns going back to this? And you were kind of like, no, like the Suns got there on accident last year. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like broken their favor. Yeah, it worked in their like, favor. Oh, yeah. yeah. Watch this. Yeah. And 
and and they're and they're sure. answering the the call for sure. Answering it, yeah, for sure. And then there's another series. Shout out CP3, bro. Oh yeah, bro. Old as fuck. Playing the point guard to the best right now. Old as fuck, and he's literally he was in the MVP conversation, like. He, nah, doing he, it. This no, is crazy, nah, bro. Chris Paul has he's drinking Paul. from the fountain of youth for sure. That nigga's not showing sure his age. At the wrong time. It's yeah, always wrong time. That's what everybody. With you, so just I mean, that's what everybody, bro. Like but look no, at look at MB now. But you know his stories like a, yo, he still don't have this shit, and he always be so close. I'm yeah. just like yo, bro. Here it is again. Yeah. <laughs> like CP been getting close yeah. every time and it don't happen. And it I'm don't like, happen. but that shit's hard, bro. No, no, but and I'm telling, and then sometimes it'd be like the craziest shit. It'd be like, bro, you was up 3-1 twice. Yeah. Lost. <laughs> oh, last you was about to win do. it. You got injured. Like, damn, this is crazy. So now again, I'm like, try to get through this year, bro. I think y'all can break through. Y'all nah, could yeah, be the Warriors facts. for sure. I feel like it could be. The way I see it is uh, the brave browser. The way I see it is gonna be um war. I see the Warriors, man, because I feel like there's nobody that can really beat the Warriors right now in any, a seven game series. They're looking too tough. Any bro. bets that you like within this current degree? Yeah, let's Warriors, let's see. Like uh, Grizzlies Warriors. Well, I'll definitely take the Warriors spread. You know what, what was saying? this joint that you had shown me on the props? Cash John Morant hit every time. It was like um, every, his his rebounds hit. and assists. Rebounds and assists. Yeah, his rebounds and assists. So okay, uh, people that like playing overs. props, you can play you can play rebounds, you can play assists, you can play points, or you can play points and rebounds. You can play points and assists. You can play rebounds plus assists. So basically, what that means is like if you get somebody to, if you bet on somebody to hit like fifteen and a half points plus rebounds, that means or, or rebounds plus assists, that means they just have to have a total of sixteen rebounds or assists. So if you have ten rebounds, six assists. 10 assists, six word, rebounds, whatever the fuck, word, whatever combination, word. eight and eight, whatever. And those be good, like, <clears throat> and that hits. That's yeah. Tough. So, Ja, again, going back to like, like who rebounds on the Grizzlies? You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like a committee of people rebound. Like, they don't got a rebounder. You know what I'm saying? Um, Jaron Jackson, I think, is a play that I called last week. Jaron Jackson's rebounds, like, his joint, his line was at five and a half when I called that. And he had got 14 rebounds that game. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not many rebounders on, yeah. on the Grizzlies. And Jaron, you know, Stephen Adams hasn't been playing. So, Jaron Jackson's, his rebounds have gone up. Ja Moran's rebounds has gone up. You know what I'm saying? If, like, Dylan Brooks, I feel like Dylan Brooks is kind of losing his his cool this playoffs. Brody said, Warriors, Grizzlies, same game parlay is going to be fun today. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Warriors, oh yeah, facts. Like, cause a lot, there's a lot of points to be had in that series. Like, <clears throat> the Warriors, all season long, statistically had a good defense, but like, you know, they let Jock go for forty seven. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, score. I did not people see people that people happening. Score, yeah, right. like motherfuckers are gonna score in that series. So, um, definitely cook up some same game parlays for uh for that series. Like, let's see, let's see what's even, let's see what they even got as options right now. So, uh, player points. Josh sitting at 28 and a half. Jaron Jackson sitting at 15 and a half. Steph Curry sitting at 27 and a half. Clay Thompson at 21 and a half. I might take that under. Okay. Aaron. Because <laughs> like hey, Clay, yo, Clay yo, Thompson. No, but okay. oh, don't get me wrong. Like Clay Thompson is always so like is that the first joint you taking right there? Like you Clay Thompson? Like, nah, I'm not. Right I'm 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 not. I'm not going. I'm not gonna make that an official okay, okay. play. Yeah, I'm yeah, not gonna yeah, make that yeah, an okay. official play. Okay. Um I mean at first glance, there's nothing here that really sticks out to me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, I definitely got to dive in. But what I will say is when it comes to spreads, I will take – I'm definitely going to take um, Milwaukee Milwaukee uh, minus two and a half. Cool. 
because you know coming off that coming off that blowout i feel like they definitely feel like they need to come they got blown out right. last game i feel like right. they definitely are going to want to make a statement at home so um that's when i have they kind of they stole one so in a way they stole they one like, it's, it's, it's a little bit house money but like you don't want to drop one at home after getting blown out in the last game you know what i'm saying that's a bad look so i feel like um i feel like they get it together at home and they shoot from the three they shoot much better at home sure. so yeah I, I like i like that's my favorite play if i had to pick one it's it's the spread um I think I was telling you, like, I don't really do much player props during the um during the play during the playoffs just because like I don't know, man. Like I I, I hate losing money. Yeah. <laughs> like I hate losing money. It's funny you can't you can't be in this game unless you like are comfortable with it. But I hate it and I feel like I feel like these playoffs have been weird. Like motherfuckers have not been hitting um not even that they they haven't been hitting, you know what I'm saying? If you're taking their unders, then yeah. Um but the stars have been the stars have been hitting their you know what I'm saying like Luca went crazy, went crazy. It's random, so like I, I feel like I gotta like analyze things. You know what I'm saying? And sure. I didn't have time to do that this morning. Okay, at least yeah, not in the NBA, the, in the NBA side of things. But hey. um, yeah. So we're gonna take a quick little commercial break. We got Gracie coming on the editorial nail on Instagram. Um, definitely can't wait to get into our conversation with her. Facts. Uh, we're gonna be right back. Make sure my vocals right. Make sure the beat right. Welcome to the fifth show. Time to cuff. Powered by It's Nation TV. Oh, no! It's Nation TV. That's why I try to get in line. Play, execute, have fun, dub. I can do a lot more than what I think I can. What's goody, everybody? This is Brooklyn Seal, and you are now tuned into Early, the morning podcast, where we talk about a multitude of different topics, where you're bound to hear something that's of interest to you as well. So if you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to It's Nation TV. If you're catching this on Facebook, go ahead and like, go ahead and comment, engage with us, and you can go ahead and follow me at Brooklyn Seal, and you can follow my Brody Mac at itsnation.com. Y'all know I make a lot of podcasts, and every podcast needs a website. Literally, I've tried to put all of my podcasts on one website. It's Nation TV. But I've definitely gotten to a point where I've realized that in order for each podcast to grow individually on its own, each podcast needs its own website. And the easiest way to make a website for your podcast is on podpage.com. Like, literally, it's the easiest way to make a website for your podcast. Like, I'll do it right now. Like, literally. All you got to do is go to podpage.com. You know what I'm saying? If you got your podcast on Apple Podcasts, you literally type the name of your podcast in. You know what I'm saying? You type in the email for your account and boom, it literally, dog, I don't know how it does it. It's magic. It literally pulls up a bunch of different website templates from your podcast. And that's not even the crazy part. What's crazy is all of this is free. They got different tiers. They got a pro tier. They got a basic tier. Then they got the free tier. You know what I'm saying? The pro tier is definitely the way to go if, you, if you're taking your podcast seriously. But like with all of the tools that podpage.com gives you, it's well worth the bread. Like well worth the bread that it is. Check the link in the description to get started with podpage.com. It's literally going to be the best thing you've done for your podcast. 
Okay, we are back and we're bringing on Gracie J. Hello. <laughs> good morning. What up? What up? How you feeling, Gracie? I feel good. I feel good. That's I'm good. hot as fuck right now. <laughs> <don't know>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same here. My shirts are in a drench a little I'm bit. I'm like, we're going to get through that. No, yeah, like, so no, it's definitely. like if y'all see any puddles like or whatever <laughs> you look cozy though you right, look comfortable yeah, exactly. though. but definitely cozy glad and hot. You stopped <laughs> definitely glad that you stepped on the show for sure just to give a little context to how i even you know met gracie it was definitely new york fashion week i think 2019 in the fall she was just flies out on the streets and i was yeah. <laughs> i was on my street photography shit just catching fits and just seeing whatever i thought it was flowers it was just snapping shit I seen Gracie, I was like, yo, boom, get a photo. She's like, hell yeah, boom, snap that shit up, send it to her. And then just from there, you know what I'm saying? We always just been talking, just relaying, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Just yeah. giving each other support, whatever the fuck we've been doing. So definitely like shout out to Gracie. And That's shit very like dope. That. Yeah. Shout out, shout like out to you. Some of the best relationships are serendipitous. My bad. Go yeah, ahead. definitely. Like shout out to you. It was just such a random moment because I'm an awkward random. as fuck person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm awkward as hell. And the fact that I even left the house that day to go all the way to the city to like, you know, take pictures with, with my friend Marta was just yeah, like Marta, out of out of the norm. Yeah. yeah, like it was so out of the norm. And I was like, okay. I was like, me. Facts. But um, so yeah, man, you're you're an amazing nail tech, but I feel like you're so much more than that. Nail you know artist? what I mean? Yeah, you're a, you're a, a, rena a renaissance, renaissance woman, woman. <laughs> a whole artist, like a like a real artist. But I do want to know. Um, I mean, you said that you're kind of shy and stuff like that. But how did how have you kind of separated yourself? Oh, okay. What was the word <laughs> you used? I'm awkward. I'm awkward. awkward. <laughs> okay, yeah, there is a big. In difference. the words of Issa Rae, I am definitely an awkward black girl, but I'm not shy. Sure. I don't. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Because I was gonna say like the. You can't be if you put yourself out there in the way that you have, like, and and I kind of want to know how have you kind of separated yourself from being just considered a nail tech? You know what I mean? Um, I I think I think it just comes from just being a kid and always kind of knowing that I was like just a little different from everyone, especially growing up in a Caribbean household and you know every my mom was like I'm not getting you no Nikes I'm not getting you no Jordans I'm not getting no. it was always right. like the the Payless brands and stuff so Same, from a very yeah. young age I resonate I, yep. yeah I, ha I had to get real comfortable real quick with being different from everyone else so it was like it was either I was going to kind of be like oh you know woe is me I feel shitty about myself or it was going to be you know, kind of, you know, just do what you do, what you can with what you have. Yeah, and right. so I think I really took that mentality with me into adulthood. And even in the in the nail space, when I decided that I was going to leave the corporate world and become a nail artist, I went full in and I was like, all right, what am I seeing in the industry that I want to see? And how can I do that and set myself apart? I've never wanted to be like everybody else. I just don't. I just. I think that's corny as well. Right, it is. I mean, it's it's right. corny. It it really is. It's corny mm -hmm. if you make it your life's mission to really like be like every your if your intention is to really go out there and be like I'm gonna be like this person, then that's corny as fuck. No, um. So it's could, just yeah. I've I was gonna like, say, could you could could you speak to that transition? Like, um, because I'm not even aware of your corporate background. So like, right. as being somebody as I see with so many outlets for how you get your creativity off, 
how was it like being in a position, I guess, when you're in a corporate setting and I guess it's a matter of time, right? You can't give time to the other things that you feel like, yo, if I put my right. all into this, I feel like I can really be taking advantage of my situation or just really being in the, the place in life where I want to be. So like, how was that transition for you? And when did you realize you're like, you know what? I got to just dive in and just bank on myself. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing nails as a hobby since I was 13. And just like full transparency, okay. I'm I'm about to be 33. So for about like 20 years now. Hey, um, okay. So it was just something that I've always just done as a kid, but I never thought I could make a career out of it until I was in a corporate setting. When I graduated college, I was like, I graduated in like 2011, 2012. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I've literally applied to hundreds and thousands of jobs. No one's calling me right, back. Right. And I need to figure something out. But also, there's a difference in how you approach life when you're in your 20s and when you're like in your late 20s and in your 30s. In your 20s, I feel like you feel so invincible. You can do anything and you can just fuck up over and over and over again. And you don't you feel like right. time is on your side. So I was very aware that at a younger age, that I could just, you know, take advantage of that right then and there, explore all the things I wanted to explore. And if it didn't work out, fuck it. Um, when I was in the corporate world, so before I even got into nails, I know I decided I wanted to be in beauty. I've always, you know, really loved everything about beauty. I did right. Fashion Week backstage when it was, you know, at the Lincoln Center, when it was Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week. And I was like, oh my God, I'm like enamored by this shit. I love this. <laughs> And going into the corporate space, I did, you know, I was going to kind of gear towards that. I went into the corporate space and my last corporate job was working as the executive assistant to the VP at Mac Cosmetics. And okay. an invoice came across my desk. And this was an invoice from a manicurist that was working on set for one of their jobs. And she was getting paid and like for like a one to two day shoot more than what I was working doing for over 40 hours a week. And that's, that's what we'll do yeah and i was like yeah and i was like uh and i just remember my one of the college advisors that i used to like sit and talk to all the time one of the things she told me before i graduated was she said when you go out in the world she said wherever you are whoever you're with whatever job you're at no matter how minuscule you think it is read everything and i took that with me and i literally read everything it could have been a receipt i read it it was like a piece of paper i read it and because i took the time to thoroughly read what that piece of paper was, it changed the trajectory of my life. Because right. I was like, oh, I was like, I could do this and I could do this yeah. better. So I'm right. gonna go for right. it. Like, I'm on the wrong side of this transaction. <laughs> Yo, I was like, I was like, um, I wanna work smarter and not harder. I wanna do for less sure. for more. I mean, granted, it's not, I don't wanna take away from like, you know, the the amount of work that it takes to do what I do and you know, for other right. people like myself who are in this creative field, but you know, I'm gonna say eight times out of 10, it beats like, you know, being in an office. And that's like no shade yeah. to anyone who does nine to five, like that's a whole other beast of its own. Right, um, yeah. But yeah, I took that transition. I hit up my aunt and I was like, I think I'm gonna go do nails. She was like, can you have a sustainable life doing it? I was like, yeah, she's like, go for it. And so I went, I never looked back and I was like, I think in the back of my head, I was like, if this, if I'm going to do this for like a year or two, if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't. Right. But by the time that that ball was rolling and that snowball was like getting bigger and bigger, I couldn't stop. And I was just like, no, like, why would I stop? I have a, I'm, I'm kind of curious to know how like what was the first step that you took? Because I think 
when you know we're all creatives here it's not easy to kind of build your life off of your creativity in a way that is sustainable for for yourself financially it's not an easy thing to do it's it's doable of course but it's so hard to kind of put yourself out there like it's not even just that you have to be good at the art that you do you have to market yourself like you literally have right. to put yourself out there so people know that you're available so people know that um you know what i'm saying that you're for hire and or all these kind of things you got to put yourself out there in a way that doesn't come natural to everybody especially artists so how one did you have a knack for that and two if you didn't or if, whether you did or not what was those first like couple steps looking like for you when you went off on your own um so by the time so i've always had a knack for business is just and entrepreneurship. My first right. email address, I was like entrepreneur sixteen at, at really? <laughs> yeah, really? at like AOL.com. I remember just being mad excited about that because from a young age, I grew up in a single parent home and my mom worked her ass off. Like this woman worked her ass off. She, you know, she did what she could, um, you know, with what she was given. And I just right. remember just observe I, i've always been a really observant kid um to the point where my mom said i was nosy <laughs> but, but i beg to differ um, so I always, mom, I'm, just, I'm just curious <laughs> i'm inquisitive I'm, I'm, I'm very right right and i just remember just watching her and just seeing you know, our parents i think a lot of times uh, at times they try to hide a lot from us but kids are just mm. very in tune and so I just remember watching her and just seeing that, you know, she worked her ass off and she had like, right. you know, two kids on her own working. And, you know, at eight, sometimes she was leaving me by myself in the house with my baby sister. And until you get to a certain age, then you're like, oh shit, like, you know, the sacrifices and certain things your parent, you know, okay, but that's besides the point. I'm going off on a tangent. No, but I, I, mean, I resonate so much. I think about that so often. It's like what I, what I, when I was growing up, I had one vision of what my parents were. As I've gotten older, I start to look back at what they were doing, and I'm like, oh, like it, it hits right. different. Like what they were different. doing and what I was picking up are completely different. Now that yeah, I'm a, it, an adult, I can see that. Yes, you know how when they tell you, oh, when you grew up, you'll understand. And when you grew up, yeah, you understand. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> Adulting is hard. <laughs> but, <Yeah>. um, <laughs> I just remember no, just seeing fact. her and thinking to myself, I don't want this life. I don't want this life. I don't want to struggle. I don't want to. And I just remember I used to do these things where we used to get like the Toys R Us circulars that used to come to the house. And I would go through and circle the little toys I want and count how much money that it would cost. And I would think to oh, myself, man, well, if my old. mom had $50 or if my mom had $100, then we could afford to get this toy. I would do this constantly. And it just wow. really clicked something in my head where I was like, I don't want to be like this. And I kind mm -hmm. of attributed that to, and even hearing her complain about her employers and shit, I, attribute, I attributed that to working for someone. And I was like, mm -hmm. I don't want to fucking work for anybody ever in my life. Mm -hmm. um, so that that pushed me to like want to do entrepreneurial stuff. Like in high school, I was making like tape and paper wallets and selling them for two bucks. Like turning, wow. you know, like just cutting out magazine collages. Like let's say that shit was cute. Selling it was wallets. cute. That's it was different. cute. Yo, like, <laughs> That's crazy. listen, I, I was like, <laughs> I was like, thir like 13, 14, 15, and like just calculating, okay, 
if it takes me 15 minutes to make this and I charge $2 for it and I make this this much, how much can I make? And that would be like my little lunch money, my little side hustle. Yeah, and on, then eventually, awesome. yeah, and eventually when my mom saw that, she took me to like one of those craft stores in the city to like, you know, get those like fake leather and shit so I can make my own leather wallets, which I started mm -hmm. doing, but I never like kept, kept on. But um, shout out to Ian Kamen. Ian Kamen was a high school teacher. He was like social studies or something. And then he advocated to have an entrepreneurship class for mm. the school. That's and tough. I remember seeing that and I was like, I have to take that class. So he really, even with that, that even sparked even more me because it showed me what was possible and it showed me how easy certain things could be um you know he got kind of demystifies like, like the, the like kind of demystifies some things right. yes yes it was just like oh this is actually possible because we tend yeah. to overcomplicate things and yeah. especially as black folks you know i really i really hate with a passion when when people say oh you know as black people we got to work twice as hard for half of what they got no motherfucker no the fuck i'm not i'm gonna work to the <laughs> right. capacity right like i'm not a fucking right. machine I'm going to work yeah. to the capacity that I can and to my potential. And you're either going to accept my shit or you're not. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I love my work. I believe in what I stand for. I, you know, I move through life with integrity. I, you know, just I know my shit is dope. I know I'm fucking dope. So it's either you <laughs> with it or you not. And, yeah. you know, as the as the young the young lady on TikTok, what is her name? K not Bay. As she says, the girls that get it, get it. And the mm -hmm. girls that don't, don't. So, yeah. I forgot what the question was. I know. No, no, no. <laughs> you definitely went down. The, you definitely went down the route, and I feel like I, I, I brought up more questions. But it was it was just basically like, what was the first step that you took? But, and um, wow. yeah, you got yeah, that was yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> nah, but, but you was, got there. Like it was the paper wallets, and you kind of yeah. saw you saw in your in your mom like what you 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 saw what you didn't want for yourself which kind of right. like brought up brought along what you do want for yourself right. you know right and i was going to yeah. even speak to so now that you when you start building in your craft or whatnot when do you start getting to the point where you're like you're getting that traction or you're in this position where you're like yo like i'm a sought after name yeah. or like like how did, <laughs> how does that start feeling cuz you know you start having these type of clients where it's like you know there's levels to the clients you know and right. there's, there's, there, levels, there's to levels to the, to the shit there's people could be like yo gotta, gracie i need something you got to get into the closet you got to get into closet what's the bag looking like like you know we got to make sure it makes sense for all parties involved you know <laughs> so like when do you start getting to the point where you're like oh man like maybe i need this i like i'm a commodity i'm hot shit yeah facts. no it's like it's taken a while it's taken a while to get there and i think it it comes with the community that's around you when Word. your friends and your family and even like you know the community that you've built on social media when they start like really affirming like no you're Word. you're it like you're the shit like the things that Word. you do are is very different from what anybody else is doing and so your eyes start opening a little bit more and you start seeing wait i'm really pushing the envelope i'm really you know mm -hmm. doing certain things that are not out there and i started even realizing it more with myself when i realized shit that i was seeing five six years ago that i was saying this is the trend these are some terms that you know we should be looking at and stuff like that and then now they're popping mm -hmm. up i was like oh i was like okay i'm like I'm on okay. <laughs> i got right. the eye for it right. right i got the eye for it i'm on to something and you know the more you create the more you hone in on your craft the more the better you get at your craft the more you start even surprising yourself and you're like oh right. shit 
I didn't know I could do that. That and turning like, point for me. Go ahead. My bad. Go ahead. No, no, no. no I'm not. I, I didn't even know. Please, please continue. Keep, I, got, <laughs> I, I got it right on the top. <laughs> no, I was going to say the turning point for me was when I decided I had like a vision for a project and I decided that I was going to produce and creatively direct a shoot. And I, you know, within like less than three weeks, I put together a whole team. I put together, I got a location, I got, you know, food and I got this down to every detail. And after that was done, I was like, oh shit, I can actually do this. Like this actually wow. came out pretty fucking good. Um, that was like, the, I was like, oh no. I was like, y'all started something. Y'all don't even know. <laughs> y'all not going to see me again. <laughs> listen, listen, yesterday's price. Yeah. Right. And now since you start, you know, now that you start really realizing the value of what it is that you start contributing, can you talk to the importance now of protecting your own IP mm. in these spaces and making sure people don't play with your brand? Because this is something I know that you have to deal with constantly. And it's like a matter of if I don't deal with it, guess what? They will run off. They will play. They will try to profit off of maybe something that I've brought to the market or shit like that. So can you speak to that side of the business? Because I feel like um, a lot of artists and creatives sometimes, you know, they want to just think about the, the creativity, the passion or whatever it is. They want to sweep it under but the rug. You don't want to think you have to think about the legalities of everything yeah. that you're dealing with. Yeah, yeah you have you have to think about these things. And I think especially coming up as like, you know, a nail tech and then, you know, a nail artist and being in that particular space. When you when you look in the beauty industry, when you, re, you when you see how the industry kind of moves, they kind of treat us like the bottom of the bell, right? So mm. I think so I think a lot of nail techs and nail artists kind of you know when they think about business, they don't and they don't necessarily think about it from the perspective that they fall under the creative umbrella. So I've kind of had to like really just based on the work that I've created over time and having to reach it and to shift my mind and be like, no, I'm an artist and nail art is a medium. And one of the things that right. I strive to do is shifting the perspective of how nail art exists in the beauty and the art space. Um, so like the first time I ever heard of like trademark, it there was, there's this nail artist that I used to work with back in the day. Her name is Natalie. And I saw like, she was the first person that I saw that went off on her own, opened her own like, you know, business as an independent nail artist. So I reached out to her. And one of the things she told me, she was like, you need to trademark your brand. I was like, Trade I was like, what's that? She's like, you need to legal legally register your name. She's like, and get a lawyer and pay a lawyer to do it for you. And she was like, I know it, you know, you're gonna look at the prices and hear their, their rates. You're going to think it's expensive, but it's the best investment you will ever make in your life. And I. Good game right there. Yo, good game. Yeah. Natalie, sure. like Natalie. That's really expensive, kind of, but it is. Do it. You need to do it. Yeah, but it's an investment. Would you rather spend like, you know, three, four five stacks now and protect your brand or having to in or see like, you know, multi-billion dollar, multi-million dollar company or even another smaller brand? jack yeah. your whole shit and profit from yeah. it and make mad bread off of it and yeah. then now yeah. you're sitting here and you can't even fight it because you don't fucking own the trademark so you can't defend <laughs> your work and even yeah. when you own the fucking trademark to your to your business there are certain yeah. things you, yeah. it's still a fight there are certain things you still can't fight so um that like really just like just took me like on a run because i was like no i need to trademark everything and that's so important because your intellectual property is an asset. Your intellectual right. property is is yours. Like oh, there's 
ownership is major. I don't remember the person that I heard this from. I was watching um, the uh, like round table that Kanye did with the black people in media. Okay. And someone on there, oh my God, I don't remember this woman's name. I did quote her on Twitter. I wish I remembered. My brain doesn't work as well as YouTube. We'll get it in the but <laughs> we'll get in. We'll get it in there. And I remember her saying, like, you know, your intellectual property is your equity. It is your legacy. And we all know, we all know about ownership. When you think about, you know, historically, especially mm-hmm. as Black folks in this country and even around the world, historically, you know, ownership is not something that we were taught to really like, you know, be on top of. And even when we did own certain things, it was taken away. Um, when you look throughout history and all these, you know, inventions that were created, there were a lot of black inventors, but you yeah. seldom see them get credit for it. Or you see niggas like Thomas Edison were jacking patents left and right Patent. to right, keep street, people from right. getting, you know, from getting <laughs> credit and money off of what they were creating. Um so I was like, nah, I need to protect everything. I keep everything, uh, not, ev- not everything, but I keep things close to my chest. I, and I had to really shift my mentality and think to myself, okay, if, I'm re- if I really do see myself as a brand and I see myself as a growing company, then I have to start thinking like these big fish. What? Because anything they do, they're protecting everything. This is why you see even the Kardashians left and right, they're popping up with trademarks left and right because right. they want ownership of their things and anything that has to do with making money you want to get profit and residual income from your own shit like you 100%. know especially as artists we don't only create you know to sustain a livelihood but we create because we're like this is like something that's like right here you understand what yeah. i'm saying like it's it's you know you're and you see that passion. what you do yeah and you Yo, see it like, you can see it through your shit for sure like i really like that's just I like I don't even have words. I don't even have words. Right. Just like you know, certain yeah. artists have, you know, a, a a canvas, or some people, you know, do screen printing, or you have architects that deal with, you know, building, you know, structures and shit, interior designs. Right. Like as a nail tech, as a nail artist, it's the same thing. And if anything, put some respect on our fucking name, so we'd be putting art on tiny ass canvases. Like, right. Right. Sure. Right. bro, I look so, at some of the detail that goes into yeah, nails yeah. like not just you there's some amazing people out there in in the in the beauty industry that do i mean you see it. i'm not i'm not uh, you know what i'm saying you see it on on tiktoks and you see it on instagram and all that type of stuff mm-hmm. there's some amazing work that's being done with nails and i'm looking at the detail i'm like this is crazy like mm-hmm. what utensil are you using to like you know what i'm saying like use these to make these fine details Yo, like, really, like the brushes really the brushes actually. be like an, be like an like as thin as an eyelash like yeah but and yeah like, like it's so crazy we make it like Oh no, you're set, different. She'll set yeah. up a whole museum. You're different. You got she the music. You got the props. You got the to literally display what she made. You got the I'm little like, people admiring the nails. I'm like like what? <laughs> no, because nah, in art, different for real. But because in art, people won't always see what you see. Right. Where you see yourself, people won't always see that. And you know the 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 ideas that come to your mind. You know the ways in which you you know you want to you know showcase your work where and who with you can say it to someone but nothing beats that than showing them what it looks like so when i say i i am going to have my work in a prestigious museum one day 
and y'all don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, I'm going to show y'all what I'm talking about. You see what I mean? (laughs) You see what I mean? Like, come on. Like, come on. But, But yeah, like even like, but going back to what you were saying about intellectual property, there's no way in hell. And like you were saying also about, you know, seeing these artists out there that are just like, you know, killing it. There is no way in hell that, you know, you're creating these, you know, amazing bodies of work and you wouldn't want to protect it. Right. Spend the money, invest in yourself, be mindful of how you're speaking over yourself. Don't say, oh, you know, I'm broke. I can't afford it. I am investing in myself. This is going to come back to me tenfold. I am securing my future. Your intellectual property, like I said before, is an asset. Ownership is major. And you can get bread off of it. <laughs> now, what you said, nah, I, that's an important point, what you said, as far as like how you speak to yourself. Like I, me personally in my life, I, re- I, I probably never say I can't afford something. I, I'm always telling myself right. like I can afford it when I get it, you know, or when I, when I get the, mm-hmm. when I make the time to make the money for it, you know what I'm saying? Like you can save for anything, you know what I'm saying? So there's really nothing in your life that you can't afford. You just got to position it in your head of like, oh, like, okay, you don't have the money for it right now, but at right. some point. At any time you make a plan for it, you can acquire the money for especially it. You know what I mean? That. Especially when that shit's like priority to you. Yeah, especially when it's yeah. important. Like when there are things we're not like I'm not talking about a trip here. I'm talking All about right. things that you need. Like, you know, we do these, we do these podcasts and these videos. Like it costs a lot of money to buy all this equipment and everything like that. But you know, I've accumulated a lot of equipment over like five, ten years. And people when I when I go to shoots, people are like, Oh, like, how'd you get all this stuff? It's like, dog, like I've 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 stacked little by little for a seven-year period. You know what I'm saying? Rome, Rome was not built in a day. Exactly, definitely, exactly. Definitely but I do want to get into. Um, I know that we're. This is an NFT show. We talk about NFTs and stuff a lot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Brooke told me he helped you with NFTs. Yo, I with got your the NFT first. Collection. I got the first Gracie J. I peeped NFT. your. That's I peeped so your join on. I peeped your Rarible right page. There. You got a couple of crazy NFTs on yeah, Rarible. Yeah. I want to know, like, yeah, like what's your what's your NFT journey been like? How have you? Um, brought your what's art your into NFTs. Right? Yeah, what's your take? We, we kind of just want to shoot the shit about so, what you think about NFTs. I, I love it. Um, okay, <laughs> so so my partner and his friends and his family, like they're they're very very heavy into crypto, and right. they like way before it became mainstream. You know, during yeah. quarantine when everybody wanted to talk about yeah. these these motherfuckers have been investing in crypto forever. And right. the one thing that I, he would always say, he's like, every single, every single minute, especially during quarantine, when you know you're in close quarters with somebody and every day like, right. crypto, crypto. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, if I hear this crypto thing one more, I'm like, I get it. <laughs> That's when it was jumping too. No, <laughs> On Clubhouse, like, like, they were talking about crypto. Right. <laughs> every day, every day. And I was like, yo, I was like, I get it. Like, you know, and, and he was like having me invest in things left and right and teaching me about, you know, cryptocurrency and that space. Right. And I was like, oh yeah, like I, I understand it from a from a from like you know a monetary um what's the word like a value standpoint? Yeah, right. from a value standpoint. Like it is I, real I, value, I, right? Yeah, no, it is it's real. It's the, the same way. So my partner works in tech, and one thing that he always told me was if you want to progress in society, you have to follow technology. And when I, I remember as a kid, and I'm like, yo, I'm like, this makes me feel so fucking old. But I remember as a kid in New York City when you know when you would have to pay the fare in the subway you have to pay tokens right and then it went from tokens we're like oh we're not using tokens anymore in quarters now we got to use metro cards 
And then now we're not talking about using Metro cards anymore. Now people could just tap their, their debit cards or credit cards or whatever, and you can just go through. So if you really kind of like, you know, follow where society is going in terms of, um, God, what's the word? What's the word for like money? What's that other word? Uh, Currency? Uh, Fiat? No. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess fiat system. Yeah, fiat, yeah, fiat system. Am I saying the, I guess fiat currency? Tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato. If you kind of look at, you know, just tra- the trajectory of like, you know, how money is evolving and how the usage of money is evolving, it's heading towards more digital. And so I was like, okay, like you know, he he, he got a point there, but. Yeah. As an artist, it wasn't really clicking to me, clicking with me of how it could relate to me and how I could really, you know, take advantage of the space. It wasn't until his cousin hit me up and he sent me a link and he was like, yo, he's like, there's this NFT thing happening. And there's this like, you know, website called Rarible and there's people putting art up. And he was like, I know your work is dope. He's like, some of these niggas on here session and they look trash. Right. But he was like, right. you know, but he was like, listen, you know, you might want to take a look at it. Took a look, kind of sit on it, sat on it for a couple of months, and it wasn't until I started sitting in on the clubhouse rooms and I was just popping in and just listening and ha- asking questions that I was like, oh, okay, crypto, NFTs. Mm-hmm. I, you know, nail artists, artists. Yeah. I see how you yeah, know. Right. I see how this resonates. So yeah, right. you know. Yeah, so like my partner and his friends and his cousin, they're constantly sending resources to me, um, you know, to like, you know, read up on things and stay on top of things. And even Brooke, too, like Brooke really like, I'd be like, yo, I have this idea, you know, and Brooke, <laughs> Brooke. Fact, <laughs> fact. I just yo, guess I'm mean, like, yo, what's wrong with it? Yeah. Yo, and even, and even, even tying this back to even protecting your intellectual property, right? Like, I trust Brooke, but I was like, nigga, you don't have to sign this NDA because this shit is too far. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was right. like, right. hey, no shame in that. Right. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Listen, I was like, this shit is too I trust far. you enough and to tell you it early, but I got to protect myself. No, a real one because some people like you know they don't when you are conducting business you have to do business shit and not a lot right. of people understand that sometimes when you do yeah. that the take the person like oh you don't take it personal it's like they take it personal it's literally not it's a sign of trust yeah that i'm giving that i, I want to do but also that i want to do business <laughs> right. with you or that i want to like right. talk to you about my business idea like but the moment I told Brooke, he's like, say less. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's a real thing right there. But, <laughs> but like, you know, we exchange ideas, like, you know, all the time. And I tell him about, you know, the ideas that I have. Which I, you know, I hope one day, not I hope, that one day will come into fruition. Um, but I love the space. Like, I love everything about it. I love what I could do with it. I do. It's, it was one of those things that I wanted to, I'm not. I haven't sold anything yet, which is perfectly fine, but I wasn't really pressed to like really sell anything. It was more so, yeah, it was more so just like an outlet for me to challenge myself to expand my horizons artistically and kind of go back to my roots when, you know, drawing, you know, was like my first love and stuff. So I was like, Mm -hmm. let me explore things that I liked as a kid and, you know, let me process, you know, going through this pandemic and being stuck in the house. Mm -hmm. Let me just, you know, create art. So that's, you know, kind of how I, I got some of my NFTs on there. And like my first series is like 
the Cassidy series because I'm obsessed with cats. I have three. Yeah, um, I've been obsessed right. with cats since I was a kid. Where can we find your work in the NFC? Oh, they, oh. They oh, they looking for it. Literally. They looking for it. Drop that Rarible. Yeah, I have stuff on Rarible. I have, I, I believe I have some, um, some stuff on Foundation as well as OpenSea. Um, Castrology mm -hmm. is primarily on OpenSea because those gas fees, you know, be low as hell, you know, when you're yeah, right. collection. <laughs> but, you know, you got to right. you got to save the money. Yeah. Um, right. But Talk yeah, about like, investment. I, <laughs> Talk listen, about an investment. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> no. but like I was like, I want to explore like my childhood musings. I've been I've been obsessed with cats since I was little. I used to draw cats all the time, sometimes in very uh precarious situations. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, kids, super like bad when he's drawing yo, the penises, like, yeah, <laughs> like on a rocket ship. Kids, kids love drawing dicks and stuff and just right. weird shit. And I and I would draw so like weak. cats, but I was like, okay, that's let me just explore this shit. You said no, know. Gracie. That's weird. <laughs> that is weird, Gracie. <laughs> you draw cats. Like, What's wrong hey. with you? <laughs> no, but no, but they were cat people. That is weird. <laughs> they were cat people. Like they had they had you know, cat faces, but they had human body. Listen, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'm not into <laughs> listen, I just, it's getting I just, weirder. Okay. I just listen, people oh, like my God. gonna live on the internet. I just want to I just want to clarify I'm not into like Weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We but, we shout out Gracie too. She definitely pulled up to cohesion. You guys might have even passed and I even realized. Oh, yeah, she probably, definitely pulled up to the there, cohesion yeah. gallery. <laughs> she even grabbed one of Mark's pieces. Yeah, like, yeah. I do. I do. I can listen. I cannot wait. NFT NYC coming up. So we trying to cook up. Wait, when is NFT NYC? It's at the end of June. Oh, it's lit. Yeah, 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 yeah. About to run that thing back. Yeah, sure. It's lit. Sure. It's lit. Wait, man, you got anything? More? Um, nah, man. I really appreciate having this conversation with you. Oh um, yeah. Let, before we let you go, like, let, definitely let people know. Um, I don't know if you dropped the names of your your um your accounts on like Rarible, OpenSea, and anything like that. But let oh people know God. where they can. Oh my God. Oh no. You know what's crazy? Yeah. You know what's crazy? <laughs> I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about this because I think it's so interesting. Right. But um, I, I heard you had done some work on Claws and I wanted to know, <laughs> like the show on TNT, oh, I wanted right, to know, because, okay. okay. you know, I'm, I'm super into like television and film, the whole, whole industry. So I kind of wanted to know like how that experience came about and, you know, what, what your time working on that show was like. Uh, <clears throat> um. <laughs> well yeah bad things to say it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't lit no let me let me say let me say this um the opportunity came about um from what i what i was told i had done a feature i had gotten featured on essence and had my nail art on it and allegedly that's how they found me um it was it was a really great experience from the perspective of like learning a lot about how to how to be a leader, how to, you know, navigate, you know, that particular space. And also mm. it prepared me for future opportunities because now, you know, I know if somebody hits me up to be, you know, the, the department head for a TV show for nails, I know exactly what to do. I know how to, I know how to break mm. down a script. I know how to read a call sheet. I know how to like, you know, leverage relationships with brands, like, you know, to, you know, to work around budgets and shit. I like I know all these things and I've learned and I've you know really spiced up my skills. 
Um, but as far as like, I'm gonna just say the industry is weird. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, I, I really appreciate you speaking on that because I do see that. Like you, I, I I've seen that because I really like deep dive into like the behind the th- scenes things of mm-hmm. like different shows and just the industry as in general. And I feel like if you're not somebody who, you know, was kind of like raised in it, there's people who are like lifers in Hollywood. Right. And I feel like if you're not one of those kind of people, it's strange. It's a, you know it's what I'm saying? Like, like how they no, deal with each other. It's no community. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I mean <laughs> listen, mm. <laughs> but like it's, it's, it's a culture shock. It is. I mm-hmm. mean, you, I, very thankful that my friend Alyssa was down there with me because I, I really needed that emotional support and the work support because it was a lot of fucking work and mm-hmm. not because I wasn't capable of doing the work, but you know, I didn't have the resources that I needed. I wasn't mm-hmm. given the resources I needed to do my job um, mm-hmm. even better. But you know, I learned a lot about people. I learned a lot about myself. Um, I learned a lot, I think, and I'm thankful, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say, oh my God, the experience was all, you know, it was great and peachy because that would not be the truth and it wouldn't be realistic. Yeah. No experience yeah. in life is ever 100% peachy. But what I can say is what I took away from that was I learned about all the things that all the things I wanted to do and all the things I wanted to be and all the things that I didn't want to be. And coming off of that show shifted my perspective on integrity and how I wanted to move in, in my space and in my industry or in any other space. And I realized at that point where, you know, it was either I play the game and, you know, get to my destination faster and be less of myself or, I stay true to myself and I be myself a hundred percent and get, take a little bit longer to get there. Um, mm-hmm. I learned that and I'm forever thankful for that lesson. Oh, yeah. yeah. I really appreciate you letting telling us that, like that was, um, that's great insight <clears throat> for sure. Mm-hmm. Cause I think, I think especially, um, in that industry, like it's got a lot of glitz and glam. So people think that, yeah. Oh, like, you've been bestowed with this opportunity. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, nah, like, I think that's kind of the world where, um, or just those kinds of jobs that people look at as kind of like glitz and glammy. Those are the ones where you could easily be taken advantage of because it's like, you should be happy to be here. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, if you're it's a little like, bit like of a stronger person, space. you're not going to feel that way. I'm sorry, I mean, what'd you like, say? It's, it's like that in every space, really. I mean, right. I think it's just, you know, like it, it's amplified a little bit more because of the nature of the industry. But I think it's like that in every space. Like, mm-hmm. and right. it's like that in the beauty industry. It's like mm-hmm. that. in te- It's like that everywhere. Right. And you, anywhere you go, especially as a black person navigating the world, like, you know, and this is not like related to cloth specifically. This is just a general statement. Mm-hmm. People are going to make you feel like, oh, no, you should be grateful to be here. And I'm like, no, 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 you should be grateful to be in my presence. Right. In my presence. You should be grateful I decided to show up today. <laughs> because with my with my introverted, extroverted ass, I would rather be at home on the couch watching in video. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like but I'm like, yeah, it's it you can you can really speak to that in any industry, in anything in life in general. Yeah. It, it it's not even close. People are just weird. <laughs> Like people yeah. are just fucking right. weird. Yeah. But yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, facts. Yeah, yeah. Cool. definitely appreciate this conversation. You're funny as hell. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So uh, it was dope talking to you. <laughs> I was <laughs> a comedian <laughs> in the past life. Hey, I want you to definitely also link as well as like all your social handles where they can get your NFTs. If you have any products that you got, you know, for sale, I don't know if you do or if you don't. Oh, anything I you want to put on? Uh, you have a website. Yeah. Like, let them know. Let them know everything. So this is your time to shine. Yeah, right. So. <laughs> okay, let me say. <laughs> and y'all see the little sun above my above right, my screen. Yeah. <laughs> I like that days of marriage, right? <laughs> if y'all want to check out my NFTs, y'all can check out my handle Gracie G R A I C. Is there an underscore? No, it's just messy. Whatever. Yeah, G R A I C. Um, on OpenSea Foundation, Rarible. If you want to check out my nail work, you can check me out on Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok at the editorial nail, which is right, right under you. Yeah. Right yep. there. Yep. <laughs> um, and if y'all want to shop my products, my e-commerce, y'all can check out www.theeditorialnail.com. Thank you so much both for having me on the show today. This was so fun. This is this is one of the most fun interviews I've ever done. <laughs> Oh, hey, that's what to hear. That's what to hear. Look at us. <laughs> Look at us. We're decent interviewers. All right, it's late. But yeah, great to you. It's great having you on. And definitely highlight you when we're in New York, though, for sure. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Yeah, right. let's right. link up, right. definitely. Peace. Have a good right. weekend. Peace. Have a good weekend. Bye. All right, hey, that was, that was Gracie Jay. Great interview right there. Sure. Um, yeah, she's funny as hell. Yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> Definitely love her vibe. <laughs> um, yeah, man, that's gonna wrap it up for the show too. Yep. Um, loved this episode for sure. Yeah, episode. Uh, anything you got going on interesting this week? Um, more the same, Brody. Yeah. Uh, going to do some, do some editing. It's so crazy. That's really the answer every time. Every hey, time, I but that's consistency. What it is, y'all. Like, yep. That's gonna be the answer for years. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Like it's it's funny because like it's there's. You, consistency you always got to be working you know what i'm saying like if you're not working then what are you doing the you know what i'm effect, saying the and the, and the, the effects compound for sure yeah, um before we go definitely make sure to uh follow us on youtube if you're not or subscribe to us on youtube if you're not already subscribed we um are on that road to a thousand subscribers man we need y'all help up, to get man. to a thousand subscribers um so we're on youtube early the morning show we're on Spotify, early the morning show. Um, subscribe, like, rate on there as well. That shit helps us out a lot. So sure um, does. don't overlook it. If you like the show, <laughs> tell us, All show right. us, support us. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? But yeah, uh, yeah, that's the show, man. We're going to see y'all next week yeah. on early. 69. Yeah, for sure. Early. early. early.